Well, is Mercury still going to be in retrograde when this comes out? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I fucking hope not. Welcome to Spinsters, where we are tapping into the NBA's uh, subconscious. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy. And I'm Jordan Liggins. Before we get started today, you can, uh, we would love if you would rate and review us um, on wherever you get your podcasts, um, but you also don't have to if you don't want to. Um, you can try us on for a couple episodes. Or never do it. I just thank you for listening. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. So I was with you until that last fight. That was really funny. <laughs> we are back with the Western Conference uh, season preview. We have Ariana Lenarski back with us, um, tarot card reader, musician, Nuggets fan. I'm missing one thing. Well, writer. Oh, and I'm a writer. Writer. It's my fault for not picking a career. Yeah. (laughs) You were talking to the wrong crowd here. (laughs) Yeah, all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm literally like subpar at like three things. So great. You get it. You get it. You get it. Um, What will she pick up next? Um, I tried watercoloring the other day, and I was like, there's a reason I don't do this. Oh, yeah, you guys know. I showed you the picture. So for this one, kind of like last time, we are going to offer three perspectives. Um, This time, Jordan is going to do stats, um, the statistical analysis of these concerns that were sent in on Twitter um, about anyone's particular team. I'm going to do eye test and or precedent in history for certain concerns. And Ariana, of course, is going to do the tarot cards and see what they say and feel. Let's go. Let's let's get spiritual. Okay. The first team that we have for the Western Conference is the Timberwolves. Um, This is from Wolves fan, which is. There you go. Straightforward. Pretty good descriptor. Yeah. Um, Wolves fan writes, uh, they're worried that my team actually packages up Pat Bev for Simmons. And I realize I'm actually a real fan of Patrick Beverly and will only bring bad vibes. Frowny face. So I don't know how a Simmons related question got slipped in here, but here's what I'll say about the eye test. Patrick Beverly's teammates like him. Um, and don't. So you're probably on to something. <laughs> but I think that if all remains as it is now, you yourself will end up loving him um, very early on. Because what the Wolves need and have needed for quite some time is somebody who tries hard Aww. on defense. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you'll love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just noted that, like, saying out loud that you're a Pat Beverly fan is pretty bold. But also, if you're a Wolves fan, <laughs> you're bold. You live a different lifestyle. So go go with it. More power to you. But I 
the Timberwolves need a lot of things. And I do not think Simmons is one of those things. Like that feels like you are throwing like, I don't even know, more fi- adding more fire to something that is on fire as an organization. This is not a good plan. And also my only stat that I'm going to contribute to this is the Timberwolves rank 26 in three-point shooting. They need shooters. So let's bring Simmons who doesn't shoot. That doesn't make sense. Also, a little side note, there's like a, you know, Kat is dating Jordan Woods and then Simmons was in the Jenner Kardashian. So like already bad vibes from the jump. Don't need Simmons. Don't bring it. I think he would bring bad vibes if that was a thing. So, no, don't do it. I'm going to straight up ask, is Simmons coming to the walls? Wow. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I got no. the. I pulled the page of swords. Actually, let me really think about this. Who's younger, Patrick Beverly or Simmons? Simmons, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I hate to say it. This is a possibility. Page of swords tangles up every situation that he gets into. He is a youngin who is constantly uh, questioning everything. Since he's like seen as annoying, at first I was like, well, maybe it is Patrick Beverly, but it is a younger figure. So um, I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility for Simmons to join the Timberwolves. Um, if I really wanted to put a positive spin on this, I would just say, Timberwolves fan, try to look at this time as a challenge that uh, can teach you to keep your chin up and for you to have fortitude through awfully difficult time because the page of swords asks you to really like uh try to work through your situations rationally which probably wouldn't be bringing Simmons to the team but i don't know if it's i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility so i'll make my bold prediction and say he might come i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) that was a lot that was a lot when you said like Um, likes to tangle things up like that's legit pat bev so it's like yeah yeah that's why simmons is also like no young who does who does this look like that's really the question that we would have to figure out i'm showing up the uh i mean none of them neither of them wear green tights to my knowledge but (laughs) skirts are in right now they are they are i want to put it past them yeah i i personally love that trend yeah, it's wow. amazing. Timberwolves. Yeah. Good Shut luck. Up. Dave Schilling. Um, yes. And my vow to you, Jordan and Ariana, is that uh, we will not talk about <laughs> anymore. Oh, thank you. <laughs> entire, entire podcast. <laughs> um, okay. Next up, we have the Spurs. And we actually got quite a few people concerned about the Spurs. Mm. So I will read off them very quickly um the first one is from uh asterisk mask up asterisk trenton Schurge. trenton um send me the cor- correct pronunciation of your last name and we will make a editor's note on the next podcast um trenton says his concern is that this will be pops last season and the spurs won't even make the play in um then we got another one from Alex G. He says, will this be Greg Popovich's final season with the Spurs if they fail to make the playoffs for a third year in a row? And then um, Tall Drink of Seltzer 
said, um, I'm worried that the- <laughs> I'm worried this is Pop's last season with the Spurs and that he may have been the only person on the planet to make a San Antonio basketball team competitive or even relevant. Wow. Um, sad. It is sad. That was a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> Popovich is 72 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> 73 in January. Grieving, <sighs> grieving man. The yes. The average age of retirement in the US is 61. Which feels wrong when I looked it up. I'm like that's pretty young, but it's definitely not 72. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little past your prime. I think I definitely think this is his last season. Mm-hmm. Um he has a, a lot of quotes that say the energy and competitiveness of um his teams has what has kept him going. Um, uh, I don't know if energy will be there, but I don't know if the ladder is going to be there. The So, okay. The Spurs missed the playoffs two years ago for the first time since like 1822 or whatever. And then they missed it again last year. D- okay. Do either of you know what my middle school crush, Nelly Furtado, said about this very subject? You're beautiful. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) She said, flames to dust, lovers to friends. Why do all good things come to an end? Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's what we were going to say next. Yes. But they do. (laughs) They do come to an end. How's it looking this year? I mean, the people who... Replied to this tweet with Spurs concerns. Already no, no Demar, no Patty Mills, no Lamarcus Aldridge, mm-hmm. no Rudy Gay, and mm-hmm. I honestly think that that those are all for the best. Um, but thirteen players on the Spurs roster this year are twenty five or younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So without going too much into fit, because when you are when you do have a young team, there's a lot of experimentation. This either goes the way of the unexpected, surprising, bundle of fun, uh, no pressure young team like the like the Hornets last year. I promise I'll stop making that comparison, but they were it's just perfect. so much fun. Yeah, it's a perfect comparison. It, yeah, it's what I want every team to be um, who's young. If it's not that, I think this is the final hammer. So, yeah, I think it's totally legit. I would be worried as well. Or maybe yeah. just sad. Yeah. Because it's it's the end of an era. It's felt like the end of an era unofficially for quite some time um, because they didn't make the playoffs. All of their iconic players have left the team. But yeah, very much pop is what's still holding together that image of the Spurs we knew, the Spurs I grew up on, and it's going to be very different without him. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the sun has set on this era of the Spurs, which is crazy. Like, we talk about them. We've talked about them a lot. They've won a ton. Like, I think it's okay. Like, you're going into a different type of season for your franchise where you're rebuilding and there's young people that are putting on the Spurs uniform for the first time and they they grew up on this, uh, the history of Tim Duncan and all of this stuff. I think it's okay. And regarding pop, I was reading a story from SB Nation and they said 26 is his number. He needs to only win 26 regular season games to be the most winningest 
head coach in regular season history. He's already the postseason most winningest coach. So now, 26 wins, he's the best coach ever. And I think that is a perfect way to say, you know what? Tip my hat. I'm done. I'm the best that ever was. And then he leaves. I think that's a perfect way to end on this season. And I think that's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask, what do Spurs fans need to see to face their future? Also, I'm going to try to pull a card, either a two or a six, to see if that <laughs> happens for to get 26 for a pop Ooh. Just side note. We'll see if that happens. But really, <laughs> a little numerology for we'll you try all. To do numerology, but, but really, uh, what do Spurs fans need to see to face their future, their uncertain future? Mm-hmm. Darn, I didn't pull it to your six, but I did pull Little Page of Pentacles. So um, this is just about, this is a great card to see to embrace the future. Um, it is a young team. It's I'm kind of repeating a little bit of what you said where it a lot of what's, the reason you can look forward to the future is a lot of what is good is latent and won't be. Yeah, maybe it's possible that it'll peter out. I do love the idea of um, Pop being able to hit that milestone with 26 wins, which wouldn't be a winning season, but would be awesome. And what a beautiful way to like end his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a little page of pentacles, that's kind of like, um, out, you know, out of death comes life and there is this change happening right now. And um, the page of pentacles can be more low key than other pages. So sometimes you don't even notice that there's this new moment because pentacles represents earth. It's like a quiet card. It's a card that is like the soil lying fallow before the spring. So even though you might not be able to see it quite yet. Um, the Spurs have such a legacy of, you know, carefully putting one foot after the other and built and having such a grounded approach with everything that they do. I think that legacy is going to remain and it's going to emerge in the form of the next generation of youth that values that about being on the Spurs. So I don't think you have anything to worry about in that regard, even though you won't be, you might not be able to see it yet. That's what I'll say. To reassure. I love that. And like the low key, that's perfect for Pop. Yeah. He's like not going to, it's not going to be a retirement party whenever he leaves. He's just going to yeah. not show up one day and yeah. he's gonna be like, yeah, I texted you guys I retired. Didn't you get my text? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to like email. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think that once he feels like the team is in good hands again or in a good position to eventually succeed he's gonna feel like his work is done yeah i I really think he just doesn't want to leave it in a bad spot and they've been in a bad spot for a couple years that's true yep basically since Kawhi left (laughs) it's also just probably hard to leave like Mm -hmm. that's 70 must be hard to leave 70s that's crazy oh my god it's your identity yeah yeah at that point yeah um, okay, next we have Portland. Sorry, Heartburn. Um, this is from Thrill Clinton. He says, 
Uh, can Portland do anything besides limply shrug and say, this is the best we can do? <laughs> um, so first of all, I want to read Trill's bio. So hang on a second. Okay. Quote, Black Lives Matter, pro-labor, free Palestine, intersectional feminist. He, him, hers. So. I didn't know we had a third co-host of Spencer's, but you learn something every day. <laughs> oh, that's um, I'm going to keep my answer quick. No. Unless there's a major change, no. Like, it, I expect the same as always. Maybe a concerning thing at the beginning of the season, like defense, then you're easing into mm-hmm. the season. Maybe a couple things are tried um, by the coaching staff couple great dame games you're like hinting that they're coming out of it strong then he gets a personal visit from god himself and blazes through the end of the season to take them into the playoffs or strong positioning in the playoffs so that's what the precedent tells us i'm really sorry um thrill clinton but i'm just gonna have to say definitely not (laughs) yep i totally agree we we limply shrugged at this coaching decision and I feel like we are going to do the same thing last year. The Nets were the only team that posted a higher offensive rating than the Blazers. So we know that they can score. Like, I think that's not a concern. We know that just like you said, Haley, they can get to the playoffs. They're kind of like hanging around in the mid rankings. Um, But they were also 29th out of 30 in defensive rating. Like, they can't stop anyone. They can score, but they can't stop anyone. That's not going to get it done. So I see exactly what you said. All we can do is shrug and say, better luck next time. Like, there's no huge change that has happened on this team for me to say anything different. Let's see if I can add a last nail in the coffin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry and i can <laughs> the hanged man <laughs> oh gosh that does not look good <laughs> yeah, that the look, hanged that looks bad. man the hanged man there's nothing you can do oh no there's nothing you can do that's it this person nailed it can portland do anything besides limply shrug and say the best we can do no three <laughs> solid no's <laughs> that guy literally looks like he's shrugging. The man looks yeah. like he's shrugging. He's, he is shrugging in the card. <laughs> ha- the hanged man honestly is about uh, when you learn that not only should you not control everything, you really can't. And it's it's literally it feels like a pause. You surrender. You surrender to mm. your circum. You surrender to your circumstances so that you can like eventually go beyond that. But first, you gotta just do exactly what you just said. Say. What can I do? You gotta try wow. limply. That was a very That was straightforward. That was very straightforward uh, across the board. Ooh. Man, sorry. Sorry, sorry. 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 It's fine. Um, on to more <laughs> negative things. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Kings. <laughs> this question mm. is from Eric. He says, When will the Kings give up on the Marvin Bagley project completely, regardless of his trade value? Um, signed a very worried Kings fan who would love to hear what your clairvoyant has to say. Did I pronounce Ooh. that right? Clairvoyant. clairvoyant? Yeah, okay. Clairvoyant. Good. It's like one of those words where I've read it 
but you don't <laughs> say it, you know? Yeah. yeah. You have to, like, um, think it. Yeah. You have to, I think it, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. And I hear you. Um, <laughs> there was a reply to Eric's tweet that I also want to read. This is from Jim. He replied, time to move on, Marvin. You haven't improved. And either you are a hypochondriac or just injury prone and not willing to put in the time and work to get back on the floor. Not Damn. nice. Jim, That's yeah, like pretty, pretty much mean. exactly my notes here to a T. <laughs> oh, no. Jim, say mine. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, it's tough. Um, The eye test says... Yeah, they tried starting Bagley last year when he was healthy, and it just didn't go well. Um, People always talk about body language as something that can only be read off the court. Like you're going into a huddle, and they're slumped over, and so it means that they're feeling down in the dumps. Or Yeah, it's like when play has stopped. To me, body language has always been more important to read on the court like how they yeah. physically play. And what I saw in Bagley last year, but also like literally through his whole career, is that he looked, he looks lost always on defense. You can see it in the hesitation mm-hmm. and how he moves. And also you see him get bullied a lot by players on offense. And he's he's six one. He's probably like, I don't know, 250 with like no central anchor do you know what i mean like when i see his body move i literally feel like i'm seeing him doubt himself or like his body doubt itself there's no rigidity when you need him to be rigid and there's no um fluidity when you need him to be fluid either it's just like it's hard to watch um it is it's painful yeah and yeah, that kind of like flailing around on defense is just, it's always a red flag for me. That's the body language thing that concerns me. Lucky for him, there's no like super obvious replacement for his spot, for his position um, at the moment. But Mm-mm. it's really, it, there's that's like the lucky thing. It's really the unlucky that he lives in. Um, for me, like, okay, first of all, he will always be tethered to Luca. Because he was Always. drafted over Luca. Always. It's kind of like Luca and Trey Young, except for, you know, that is an exciting thing to compare. Even <laughs> though I wish they weren't comparing because they're just, they're different. different. Let them like grow at their own pace. But yeah, Marvin will always be compared to Luca. Two, Vlade is gone. And he's the one who drafted him. And anytime a new front office, a new coach, whoever comes in to a team, um, They want to switch personnel out, like almost always, players and coaches, because they want people that they personally believe in and want to invest in. So I could see that happening too, but also who do you trade him for? Like what do the Sacramento Kings get out of a trade for him? That's what's kept him here, and I think that's what's going to keep him here. So I think it's actually a really bad situation for everyone. Um, But I would say I think the Kings – have already given up on him. I just think that it's not possible right now to move him. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they have given up on him too. I think they're just like, eh, it is what it is. Um, let's look at the stats. So the past three years, 
Rookie season, he played 62 games. He averaged about 25 minutes and scored about 14 points per game. Sophomore season, only played 13 games, averaged about 25 minutes, scored about 14 points. See where this is going. Third year, played 43 games, and yes, 25 minutes, 14 points. So wow. each in, each season had an injury attached to it. It's like a laundry list of like knee, wrist, back, like all these things. So two ways you can look at this. Your boy is consistent or he has plateaued. Like that, there's like two two people on your shoulder that you can listen to there. But I think if you are a Kings fan, you are expecting if he did get picked over Luca, if he did get picked over Trey Young, you need more. Like this is not going to get it done. This is not going to help the Kings make it over the hump into a play-in tournament. Like if this is the person that is your star or is supposed to be, that's not going to get it done. And I think, again, like you said, not a good situation for anyone involved. If I'm any other franchise, I'm looking at that being like, I guess if we need 14 points in 25 minutes, then we'll take you. (laughs) But if we need 15 points, you're not our guy. (laughs) Like that's It just seems like a bad, bad place to be consistent. And that's my my take. (laughs) Yeah. And to your point about him plateauing, it's like he also walked maybe like two steps up the hill and then that's the plateau. (laughs) it's been the whole time i mean it's brutal from the jump (laughs) yeah so everything i know about marvin bagley jr you guys just told me so because i like barely i he has not been on my radar whatsoever so you don't watch the kings are you like what (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) they do beat it like they do sometimes have the nuggets number which i hate and find really insulting (laughs) anyways sorry this king's fan has been very nice to want to know what i'm going to say so let me just try to answer this very straightforwardly for you when will the kings give up on the marvin bagley project completely regardless of its trade value Ugh. reversed high priestess um this is, uh, when this is upright, this is the card of total inaction. It's like doing nothing. So mm. when it's reversed, it's almost, and usually positively, which can be hard to wrap our minds around. How could doing nothing be positive? But sometimes that's actually, this is the best example of that. But when it's reversed, it's that going too far. So I unfortunately think that along with what you guys are saying, how they're in a bad situation, and I hate to tack it on, I do think that the situation is going to continue onward for two or three years (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh no i don't uh i hope i'm a fraud and i pray that i'm wrong and um this is not a this is not like it's it's whatever it's entertainment that is however what i'll predict (laughs) Kings fans are like, oh. We're like, what is she saying? But honestly, you know, if you're a Kings fan, you're not like, man, this was our year. No. no it wasn't. Yeah, so no, one's, no one's thinking that. <laughs> no one's saying that. So maybe that's a positive. It's only going to be bad for two more years. <laughs> two, or, two or three. <laughs> two or three. I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. But well, that's like. 
but it's really just because um, there's something like deeply unprocessed or like unfaced about where the kings are at. I don't know. Maybe because of years of law day. I don't have no idea. But yeah, you all so, know that. You guys know that as fans. You guys know something's up and that something has been weird for years. I mean, down. It's, like something's down. Something's still <laughs> down. <laughs> so it's got to it's gotta plat- stay the same before it changes, I guess. Damn, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Eric. I'm sorry. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's time to pick a W team. There you go. I don't know, you know. Yeah, maybe um, bring the monarchs back. There it is. Bring the Wait, monarchs what? back. Yeah, and they were. I know they were literally called the monarchs, Sacramento monarchs. You, they were wonderful. I would love that. That would be such a good idea if they did that. That'd be a great idea. It would I, be. I bet you, if we dug deeper into this, it was once they canceled the franchise. I That's when everything went downhill. It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. <laughs> Bring back. As a little side note, I want to say that every time I've gotten uh, cards read for me, I always draw the high priestess, and that's never how they've explained it, but that actually makes a lot of sense because my dream is to just do nothing. Yeah. Like, I would love to just uh, do nothing. It's really powerful to do nothing. It's more powerful than people want to admit. That's why they don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Because they can't handle how powerful it is. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's that's the goal. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> on to the Suns. This is from Jamal. Um, he says Devin Booker slash Aiton um, space Kobe slash Shaq relationship fizzle. Highly okay. specific and seems unlikely, but yeah. So I didn't find anything to suggest that they don't like each other, um, Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden, but I might have overlooked something. Um, But I also keep a Google Doc of players who don't like each other, and I checked, and I've never added them, so I think they're fine. Um, What are some of those names? Yeah, no, I I can literally send it. Okay. Um, It's pretty long. What I did find in 2018, they, quote, exchanged words after mm-hmm. a loss. And there was, quote, visible tension. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's just kind of like. When was that? Guys do. Two years ago? 2018. Yeah. So it's like a long okay. time ago. It was a long time ago. Aiden yeah. said afterwards, he's like, no, I'm just an emotional guy. But it probably I bought- hate that excuse. Like. Emotions are good when you paint them yeah. as, oh, I lost my shit. Like, then you're – I don't think that's the emotions so much as how you've channeled them. And so, yeah, that's, I don't know. Who are you? My ex-boyfriend. Um, but, yeah, that was in 2018. Yes. He's married now. He has oh. a kid. I'm sure he's doing great. And I checked. I think this is most important. They follow each other on Instagram. So mm-hmm. I think things yeah. are fine. DeAndre Ayton had a little I bitty baby. I think things baby. will be fine. Sorry? DeAndre Ayton had a little bitty baby? It's He is so cute. Or she. I'm not yeah. actually not sure. But it was the second second most recent post. Um, his wife is gorgeous. So, of course. <laughs> yeah. 
I love that. Only thing um, I'm going to add to this is Shaq and Kobe won three straight championships together and went to the finals a year after that. So this is something that maybe you should want <laughs> to happen. Um, that's all I'm going to put out there because uh, you don't, you shouldn't always paint the Kobe Shaq relationship as a bad thing. I think it it fueled and it equal championships. So that's all. I'm Jordan, say that. I want you to know that I would rather have no one except our moms listen to this podcast if it meant we ever would have a falling out. I'll take oh our friendship gosh. over the success. <laughs> Every day. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, this wow. is only specific to that feud. That's to basketball, say, but yeah, to I like I've done finger Friendship guns like three hundred times this podcast. <laughs> what is up with the finger guns? I keep doing them. Oh god. Okay, don't let me do those again. I just witnessed, I got you. I got you. I just witnessed something really beautiful. <laughs> Here. Oh. <laughs> well, we are in our feelings. We do. We do not hide the fact of how much how obsessed we are with each other. <laughs> yeah. Very true. So let me pull a card for. Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton's relationship. What, how is it? What's going on? That's interesting. Uh, hmm. Reverse King of Swords. I think this is... Um, I think that they have a, a relationship that actually doesn't get too emotional, and it's probably to their benefit. That's how I would kind of read that. Because the Reverse King of Swords tends to be very... Um, almost in his head to a fault um but in the context of like uh, a relationship i feel like it's probably appropriate for what for what they're doing together i'm actually going to pull a clarifying card for that because i'm not actually that sure do you mean like they're co-workers (laughs) but maybe they're not like super friendly yeah but i hilariously yeah, they're like coworkers, but that's super friendly. But then I pulled the reverse tower, which like is sort of like there's actually tension brewing underneath. So, oh no! <laughs> wow, I hate that I just had to do another one of these. Mm, you know, I don't want to. Th- <laughs> yeah, maybe there is a little tension there. Reverse tower. That's a little tension underneath. I the mean, surface. if it's if it's brewing, maybe it's like for right now, there's no emotion. But when the season starts, if they don't have a great beginning or mm-hmm. they're not Something. as good as last year, maybe that's where the tension comes out. I hate to stoke fear instead of love. Let's do it. But, you know, uh, there is a little snap, crackle, pop there, I guess. Wow. wow. Ooh, I want Rice Krispies. I had a Rice Krispie the other day. Um from Starbucks, I was so hungry, and I was thinking about how I haven't had one in forever. But Jordan, do you remember the one I bought in Vegas? I think rice- so. It's it said it had like three times the marshmallows of a normal um, rice krispie treat, and I I feel like I'm never gonna have another one that measures up, and so I've kind of ruined rice krispie treats for myself. So. Mm. My sister actually makes really great uh, homemade Rice Krispies. I'll have to make sure you get one of those. Yeah, next time she comes in town. But anyway, um, what do you think? Oh, no, wait. We've finished. 
we finished this one yeah right. that was i think that's interesting though the clarifying card of being like mm, something Actually, is maybe, brewing and I that's know. something to keep and keep an eye out for for this season wouldn't that be crazy if something unfolded that way because i don't see that at all so we'll see we'll see if it yeah i don't either i don't either i mean they're just they play such different roles yeah. but in some ways in some ways do also rely on each other so yeah we'll see yeah, actually we'll see. okay we'll see okay. um next up is the thunder evan uh who's at is slim underscore sleeper <laughs> which i like um says one. i'm worried the thunder will once again be too good to tank properly I know where Evan's coming from because the Thunder, I feel like, pulled tricks on me every year. Like, mm-hmm. I look at them now as they are, and I think lottery team. But I don't know, man. SGA, Big Dort, um, I love Baisley. Big Dort. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I love him. Baisley grew so much last year. But here's the good news um, for Slim Sleeper. Let's say that they do wildly exceed your and my expectations. They still have, this number is burnt in my head, 18 first-round picks and 18 second-round picks over the next couple years. So if you're turning out again to be a pretty fun team, um, that's not the worst thing for you because when you are desperate to tank, it's because you need an infusion of young yeah. uh, guys who you can build a franchise around. They are not aching for that, for those young players. Like, the, I look at their lineup and I'm like, this is a college freshman dorm room. Um, <laughs> I know. They're babies. Yes. So I, I don't actually think that's even the worst thing if it happens, but I, I get it. You know, you, you're... Evan, I wonder if you're getting a little greedy. I'm not going to lie. I appreciate you sending this in, but maybe it's the worry of the Thunder never being able to capitalize um, Mm. properly Mm -hmm. and then the the team kind of crumbling. Well, I shouldn't say capitalize because that's not exactly fair to what Katie and Russ achieved while they were there, but I do get how fast it seemed to go downhill. Um, But yeah, I I honestly think you're in a good spot. I Sorry actually, you I already regret. No, it. I actually wrote that. I said, "Don't get greedy." I <laughs> wrote that in my notes because I'm like, "Call and talk to me about the Thunder in 2027." Mm-hmm. Like they have, I know you mentioned that they have 18 first and second round picks, but they have 36 picks <laughs> over the next seven years. Like, why are you trying to tank? I don't understand. You have, you have enough. You have enough of new things to trial and error and work out again. Like that's how many picks you have. So I I don't I don't know why they would want to tank, but I see where he's coming from of like we're good for entertainment, but not really in our record, but not really enough to like not being bad enough to get another pick. They're kind of just floating in space and I feel like they will be for like the next 5 years. <laughs> that's the plan, I feel like. <laughs> Uh, I pull the space is pretty cool. So I pulled strength, <laughs> patience, hang in there. 
Mm. Card of patience. Forbearance, please. You don't need to do anything Dude, right now. There you go. Hang in there. There you go. That's like the nice way of you're saying don't be, don't be greedy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be patience and you're also let yourself enjoy it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. the kings. You know, let yourself enjoy yep. this. You don't um, have you don't have slow this slow burn perhaps. Mhm. There's a future. You can yeah. see the future. There is literally you're the, like one of the only teams that can like be like we're good. <laughs> we're going to be able yeah. to yes. we can do something. We can do something. I, I love honestly that card for them. think Blazers fans would want to be in your position. Yeah. Because totally they agree. have hit their peak and they are so stagnant that they're like Ugh, We've been stuck. It's such a mess. And the Thunder mm-hmm. are the opposite of stuck. Yes. Um, okay. The last one is about the Warriors. It's from um Pool Party, um, obviously spelled with an E, and then the at here is Pool Party dub. So this is like really <laughs> dedicated. Um, <laughs> wow. They say with the emergence of Jordan Poole as a bona fide all-star. <laughs> How will the Warriors handle the starting lineup after Clay returns if he's looking KD good? Um, yeah, I'm not even entertaining this one. So, Jordan, do you have anything? <laughs> I no. saw I saw you laugh with the Jordan pull. Okay, I actually do. I actually do have a little bit. Um, I love Jordan Poole as this success story of the G League. Like, that's how we need to look at him because – he came into the league super shaky. He had no confidence. He was he was a shooter, but he was not a maker. Like, it was actually really rough to watch. But that whole Warriors team was rough to watch. So now he went to the G League. He was almost averaging 30 points. And he's like this whole new person. And already on Basketball Reference, they gave him the nickname The Microwave. And that's what he needs to be. That's his role. Know your role. You are the microwave off the bench. Come hot (laughs) right when you step on the floor. Score a couple points. He averaged, you know, he took about 10 shots per game last season, averaging 12 points. Like, know your role. Know that you are not going to be in the same atmosphere as Clay or Steph. But when you get your minutes, when they're getting a break, just make sure that the game and the roster doesn't completely fall off the edge of a cliff like it was a couple years ago. Like, come in, know your role, and participate. And I think in the G League office, there's like a frame picture of Jordan Poole of how <laughs> this is why we have the G League. Like, come down here, get your confidence, and go back and play for the Warriors and be great again. And so I think that's his role. I think that's, that's it. That's all it needs to be. He's not an all-star. Calm down. But he's going to be this microwave player off the bench for a decent team after they've been horrible for the past couple years. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This answer is really funny. The Eight of Pentacles. So basically your question was, how would the Warriors handle their starting lineup? And I feel like this card was like, can you take a look at what you just said again and see what you think? This is the card that politely asks you to examine your resources and see if you possibly... Actually, it's not even being sarcastic. I will give you that. It's saying, okay, fine. We can entertain this question. Why don't you examine your resources that are available to you 
and then look at it without uh uh like without any ego involved and without any hopes just be re- be realistic about your resources and then see if you want to consider a direction change or not so it's just <laughs> pushing some practicality that's all <laughs> There we it's go. Perfect. Honestly, awesome, <laughs> hilarious, gentle response of just like, okay, why don't we look at the stats? <laughs> I think you you have been exceptionally kind to yeah full party dub. I'm so glad. I care a lot. <laughs> um, that no, is our Western Conference fine. season preview. Wow, I feel bad because I feel like I brought down the hammer on some teams and I'm feeling sad. (laughs) They needed to hear it. Yeah, they needed to hear it. Who else was missing besides uh, the Lakers on here? Because I saw that you left out the Lakers, but that's fine. Oh, and the Nuggets. But it's okay. I read for them constantly. They don't need anything. Oh, and Clippers. Clippers, But like, I don't want to read for them. Yeah, no, no one does. So that was a favorite. I don't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, there you go. Light a candle. Think about things. Um, sage if you've got sage. And the season is here. I'm very excited. I am too. This was, this was great and such a unconventional season preview. But I feel like we answered a lot of questions. And now I'm excited to watch to see how all of these unfold. Like Me I will too. be watching Marvin Bagley's stats like a hawk. Like if he if he eclipses 15 points a game this season, I'm I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> Ariana, can you remind everybody where um, they can find you? Please find me at Dream City Tarot. Um, if you want a tarot reading, you can actually go to dreamcitytarot.bigcartel.com if you want to book reading you're more than welcome to it's not limited to the nba and if you just want to follow me on twitter where i just like tweet whatever i want it's aardvarsk a-a-r-d-v-a-r-s-k great nugget sweets so great thank you great follow great follow thank you so much <laughs> well that's that's our show please keep leaving us your voicemails if you have any other predictions or questions about the western conference you know it's still early we can still phone a friend and call her call ariana up to see what she has leave us a voicemail at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com to be featured on the show spinsters is hosted by me Haley o'shaughnessy and jordan liggins This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hi, this is Sissy, and I am calling just to say that I just saw a tweet saying that the day Mercury was finally was going direct could be very significant for Gemini and Virgo placements, and that's today. And Simmons is a Virgo moon, Gemini, Venus, and Mars.